Welcome to Today in the Word with Pastor Bob Larson of Calvary Chapel Caldwell. Pastor Bob will be with us in just a few minutes, but first we'd like to let you know that Calvary Chapel is located on the corner of 10th and Everett, across from the library in downtown Caldwell. We have two Sunday morning services at 9.30 and 11.30. If you prefer Saturday nights, we have a Saturday night service at 7 p.m. We also have a midweek service Wednesday night at 7 p.m. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on ABC Channel 6.1. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truths in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. Paul's talking to the church in Corinth about people who came in the church to proselytize, you know, which means they want to, you know, steal people out of the church. And, and uh, you know, Jesus said to go out where the gospel wasn't preached. And, and so they were coming to the church and they were telling them, hey, we have a greater revelation. We have a deeper understanding. And, and really, you know, Paul was saying these people were parasites to the body of Christ. And so they're false teachers. And they really were adding stuff on to what Jesus taught and, and making the gospel uh, much more complex, and it was even turning people away from church. And I do believe that even today that there is a segment of society that doesn't go to church because, uh, you know, they come to church and, and they, they hear weird stuff that Jesus didn't teach or whatever, or they see people who are teaching weird things and say they're doing it for the Lord. So Paul's going to address that. So let's pick it up in verse 1. It says, Oh, that you would bear with me a little folly, and indeed you do bear with me. So when he talks about a little folly, he's talking about boasting because it is folly to boast about what God's done in your life. And that's what Paul's going to talk about now. He's talking about the false teachers, then he's going to talk about himself. Now, the reason that it's folly to boast is because Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, 7, for who makes you different than another? Now, I want you to think about this personally. Who makes you different than the person next to you, right? Uh, and what do you have that you did not receive? Now, go back to when you were born in your mother's womb. Now, what did you have when you came into this world that someone didn't give you? Because you came in, you had nothing, right? And guess what? When you go out, you're taking nothing, right? But he says, what did you receive? Now, if you indeed did receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? So what Paul is saying is, uh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to boast a little bit, but it's folly because it's foolish to boast about whatever something was given to you, right? So he says, we shouldn't boast because everything you have. And we talked about that many times where everything you have, your intellect, your ability, your physical ability, if you're athletic or if you're creative or if you can you know, whatever it is, uh, whatever you can do, all of that has been given to you by God. Now, it's easy to deceive ourselves and to think, well, what I have up here, my intellect is because of my own development. But in reality, God gave you the capacity to develop whatever you have. So he's saying, I'm going to boast a little bit. Verse 2, he says, for I am jealous for you with a godly jealousy. For I have betrothed you to a husband that I may present you as a chaste virgin to Christ. Now, verse 2 might seem weird to you, but that's because their culture was very different. Now, Paul's reminding them that the church uh, in Corinth was to be the bride of Christ in verse 2. And he says, verse 2, For I have betrothed you uh, to one husband that I may present you as chaste virgins to Christ. Now, what he's saying is, he's saying, I pointed you to God, and I never told you that you needed to depend on me or whatever. Now, in those days, they understood that because uh, they arranged marriages. Now, uh, you know, when I first started going to church and, you know, in my 20s and heard about how back in Jesus' day, mom and dad decided who you were going to marry. And sometimes they would do it when you're in little kid, elementary school. And so what happened is they would arrange the marriage. Now, the father, if he had a daughter and said, okay, you know, your son, my daughter, they're going to get married. It was the father's responsibility to make sure 
that when she got married that she was a virgin and that he presented his daughter as a virgin. You know, when we do the wedding ceremonies and they say, who gives this bride to be wed? And usually the father says, I do, right? And he's to present her as a virgin. Now, that is God's design for life. You know, until a person gets married, that they shouldn't be involved in sexual relationships. And now, uh, they all understood that, right? Because that was the culture and God had told them that. And Paul's using this picture as the church, as the bride of Christ. So it's a picture for us to think that, you know, that the church is to be a bride. He said, hey, I'm going to present the church, uh, you know, as a, a chaste virgin. Now, many false teachers in our time say that it is good and healthy to be promiscuous and have sex with lots of different people before you get married. And, and so, uh, you know, I, I've heard this so much. And I want to ask you, do you think that it is good and healthy to have sex with a bunch of people before you get married? Well, before you think, and if I would say why, why would you say it's not good and healthy? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm going to tell you. So uh, I read just a while ago uh, that in 2021, the CDC said there is an STD epidemic, a sexually transmitted disease epidemic in America. 710,000 cases of gonorrhea, 176,000 cases of syphilis, 2,855 cases of syphilis among, among newborns. Do you think it's good and healthy for 3,000 babies to be born with syphilis? I mean, so they say it's good and healthy, sleep around, right? And then, you know, they go on, talk about, uh, you know, uh, who, who's vulnerable, right? Young people, gay people, pregnant people. <laughs> I mean, and then, uh, and then they, even the CDC says, you know, it's an epidemic. It's like the COVID virus, right? It's an epidemic. And, and so you have risk of getting HIV, you long-term, you know, abdominal pain, and then uh, uh, inability to get pregnant or pregnancy complications. So, uh, and so then their cure is talk, test, treat. Now, I didn't spend much more time than just copying this, so I don't know who they want you to talk to. Um, yeah, I don't know what the talk, test, treat. I, I assume it means talk to somebody when you got a disease and say, hey, I've been sleeping around. I got, uh, my dad called it VD when I was a kid. I don't know what, the, yeah, well, that's short for venereal disease, right? And just like, I've been sleeping around. I got a disease. I got to talk to somebody. Then you get a test, and then you get some pills, and then repeat. Now, I'm here to tell you, that is not God's plan for life, right? And, and this is an important note that I have never seen on television or anywhere on social media. Do you know what group of people never get STDs? There is a group of people. You know who they are? People who don't have sex until they get married, right? So now some of you are like, duh. Those of you who took biology, you understand how it works, right? But uh, and here's the thing. Why is that? Well, because that's the way God designed it. People were not designed to have sex with a bunch of different people. And in fact, you know, we live in a time now, I don't know if you guys realize this, but there, are, there is a segment of society that says for people to grow up and get married and have children and, and live in the, you know, a normal, you know, whatever they call it, nuclear family, that that's a terrible thing, that really you should pursue alternatives. Now, but does that produce happiness? Well, no. I shared this with you. Uh, April 15th, there was a headline that said, marriage makes women happier and healthier, Harvard scholars say. So this was a study, uh, and, and this was interesting because it said how, uh, a new study, however, finds that marriage has strong benefits for women who stay in a relationship for a long term, including overall health, happiness, and prosperity. Now, raise your hand if you've seen that sentence in the last five years on the nightly news, that staying in a long-term marriage makes you happier healthier and wealthier. Now, these are facts, right? This is Harvard. They aren't Christians, right? In the new study uh, in the Global Epidemiology Journal, 
Harvard researchers took into, uh, into the health and happiness implications associated with being married versus unmarried and the impact of divorce on women. Now, here's the part I love. They did a 25-year study. This study covered 25-year span uh, and American female nurses and looked at how their lives were impacted by their varying marital pathways. Now, I'm here to tell you, God has one marital pathway, right? You get married, stay married. I mean, obviously, it allows for divorce, sin, all that. But there aren't a bunch of pathways like they teach, right? And they go on to say, researchers found that women became uh, married and stayed married over the course of the study. So if the women stayed married for 25 years, they had a 35% decrease uh, in risk of uh, all-cause mortality, lower risk of cardiovascular disease, and a greater psychological well-being uh, on, on multiple indicators, including greater positive effect, purpose in life, hope, and optimism. So, uh, and I've shared this before. My wife's been married for 37 years, and she has all that. She has no heart disease whatsoever. <laughs> You're like, really? Yeah, we had a coronary calcium score. She has no plaque in her arteries, and she eats milk duds for breakfast. And that's not a joke. <laughs> She's not in here. You're like, you talk about her like this? She knows. It's like, don't tell people I eat milk duds for breakfast. Anyway, uh, so the reality is, is that just like in Paul's day, there were false teachers. And in our day, there's false teachers. There are people that say, you know what? Sleeping around, that's great, and everybody should do it. When in reality, it's not healthy. It doesn't make you happy. And in fact, I read another report, Institute for Family Studies, Jason Carroll and Brian uh, Willoughby, uh, summarized that science, their survey of new and existing data on the effect of sexual experience on eventual marriages revealed a consistent pattern. Sexual experience harms the perspective for a lasting, fulfilling union, something that most young people still say they want. So in other words, people want to get married to someone who's trustworthy, reliable, and faithful, right? Who in this room wants to get married to an unreliable, flaky, untrustworthy, lying, conniving, cheating. <laughs> People don't want that. Even heathens don't want that, right? And so what he's, their survey said was, according to one of the series studies uh, using a national data set like the General Social Survey, the lowest divorce rates in early marriage are found among married couples who have only had sex with each other. Now, did you hear what that said? That the lowest divorce rates are among people who don't sleep around. See, because the world says you got to play the guitar before you buy it, right? I mean, you got to sleep around, try a bunch of them, see which one, you know, works out for you. But research says people who just get married and don't sleep around have the, in fact, listen to this. Women who wait until they're married before they have sex only have a 5% chance of divorce in the first five years of marriage. Whereas women uh, who reported two or more sex partners uh, prior to marriage have between a 25 and 35% chance of divorce. So, uh, the reality is, is that what the world is teaching about have sex with whoever, whenever, however, wherever, it's, it's a big lie, right? Because the truth is, none, none of those things I read to you were by Christians. That was all scientific re research from non-Christians. Now, Paul's saying that uh, they understood that in that day, that the church is to be, uh, you know, a, a chaste virgin, right? So that we're not, you know, uh, committing adultery with, you know, pagan idols and those sort of things. Verse 3 goes on to say, but I fear lest somehow as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, so your minds may be corrupted from the simplicity that is in Christ. Now what he's saying is, hey, you church people at Corinth, and we can apply it to us, he's saying, I'm concerned that you're going to be deceived the way Satan deceived Eve, right? And uh, what Paul told them was that they started out by grace and obeying Jesus and, and loving him out of a thankful heart as a response to what he did for them. But the false teachers were saying, no, we have a greater revelation. 
you can learn more from us than Paul. And, and basically, you know, how did Satan tempt Eve? By telling her that she would be like God, that she would be more spiritual, that she was missing out on something, that she could get a deeper revelation, right? Genesis 3, 5, Satan said to her, to Eve, God knows that in the day that you eat, your eyes will be open. Oh, you'll see all the stuff that God's holding out on you. And you'll be like God, knowing good and evil, right? In other words, that Eve, you'll be more spiritual if you go down this road. We're going to stop there because we're out of time. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. We'd like to share with you a couple of things that are going on here at Calvary Chapel. We would like to tell you a little bit about our Pure Word ministry. Pure Word is a ministry that helps people with life-controlling issues such as alcohol, drug, and pornography addiction. Jesus said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Our desire is to help people break free from the heavy yoke of life-controlling issues. Pure Word meets every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. here at Calvary Chapel Caldwell. For more information, call 453-9653 or visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. Calvary Chapel Caldwell would like to invite you to our Saturday night service at 7 p.m. This is an alternative for those who cannot make it to our Sunday morning services. Like us on Facebook at Calvary Chapel Caldwell or check out our website at calvarycaldwell.com. You can watch Today in the Word on Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m. on The CW, channel 2.2. Join us as we broadcast Calvary Chapel Caldwell's Sunday morning church services, where Pastor Bob teaches you how to apply the truth in your Bible to your everyday experiences so that you might enjoy a better life. If you would like a copy of Pastor Bob's message today in its entirety, you can call us at 208-453-9653 during the hours of 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. If you're not currently attending a church and are in the Caldwell area, We'd like to invite you to one of our services. We're located on the corner of 10th and Everett, right across from the library in downtown Caldwell. You can also visit us on the web at calvarycaldwell.com. If Today in the Word is ministered to you and you would like to support this radio outreach ministry, we encourage you to pray for us. You can also partner with us financially. Simply visit calvarycaldwell.com to make a donation. Thank you for joining us for Today in the Word. May the Lord bless you. May you have a great day. Today is the day.